Welcome to this evening's edition of the Richard Urban Show. I am your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harpersbury, West Virginia. Tonight's episode is The Great Fraud, The COVID-19 Agenda, Part 5, Learning from Measles Fear Mongering. Tonight we're going to take a look, especially at the states of New York, California, and Washington State to see what happened to with the measles outbreaks in those states and what are the parallels to the current COVID-19 so-called crisis and situation. Well, if we look at this chart from the Centers for Disease Control, then we can see here that it says about one out of five people who get measles will be hospitalized. Whoa, that sounds pretty bad. One to three out of a thousand will die. Whoa. Well, are these correct statistics? Well, first of all, historically, it's not one out of five who are hospitalized, but it's actually about one and a half out of a hundred or 1.5 percent so that's how many were traditionally hospitalized when children got measles as a child which was common before the vaccine was introduced in the 1960s but now the rate of hospitalization has increased But that's a scare tactic. Also, the actual historical rate of death from measles is not one of the three out of a thousand, but one out of 10,000, which is 10 to 30 times less than what they're saying here. So, you know, definitely this is fear-mongering, and we're going to talk more about that. So do you see a similar pattern here to the current COVID-19 crisis? Get everybody worked up over exaggerated statistics of so many people dying, which we've already pointed out in part two, are actually false statistics. They're trying to scare the heck out out of people. And in fact, the historical fact is that measles was greatly declining before they even introduced any vaccines. Also, those who are promoting the measles vaccine greatly understate adverse reactions to the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. Per year, according to the VAERS, the Adverse Events Reporting System, there are between 3,163 and 31,630 serious adverse reactions. That would be the range depending on what you consider underreporting to be, but thought to be between 10 to 100 times underreporting. And for deaths, 146 to 1,460 deaths 
per year, which in fact, if you take a mid-range, is many more deaths. But that isn't even one-tenth of the picture because there are many serious adverse reactions. As we see here, if we take a mid-range, 15,000 serious adverse reactions causing hospitalization. Also, the median age of those getting measles has increased because instead of being a relatively harmless childhood disease, now in the dizzy outbreak in 2014 to 15, where 110 uh, California residents and others got measles, the average age was 22. And in fact, measles is more dangerous when it's older. Do you see a parallel there? This COVID-19 disease is like not dangerous at all for children. And we'll talk more about that in the upcoming episodes. But it is more dangerous for older people, though, as is any respiratory illness for someone who is aged or has pre-existing conditions. So wouldn't it be better for children to get it and develop lifelong immunity? Yes. But yet we're told, as with measles, no, it's a horrible, terrible, awful disease. So the Centers for Disease Control says that according to its vaccine information statement, most people who are vaccinated with MMR will be protected for life. Vaccines and high rates of vaccination made these diseases much less common in the United States. Well, actually, that's not true. After 10 years, a vaccine is no longer effective. Let's look at some statistics from what happened in California, New York, and Washington State. In California, there was a measles outbreak at Disneyland from this, in December 2014. And that went on through 20, February 2015. So of those 110 people, Californians, 62% had already been vaccinated. That's something we don't hear about much. Also, 12 of them were infants too young to be vaccinated. It means there were less than one. But traditionally, those less than one were protected for some months because they were protected by the antibodies given by their mother. But mothers, young mothers now, don't have any antibodies because they never had the measles. So what was the game plan in California? And please pay very close attention to this. After this measles outbreak, the California legislature stripped religious and personal exemptions from California residents on July 1st, 2016, that became effective. So we see a similar pattern. There's some kind of outbreak. There's a lot of fear-mongering. There's misstatements of facts. And then personal, God-given freedoms are stripped away. Does that sound familiar? I hope. That's not what's happening now, but pay attention. And what were the first states just to um, give so-called stay-at-home orders? California, New York. 
let's move on to New York. So there's a 2018 to 19 outbreak in New York of measles. They claim there are 800 cases of measles, but as I mentioned before, they never tested the Department of Health or County Department of Health to see if it was wild vaccine strain or, I mean, sorry, wild measles or vaccine strains. You can see why they wouldn't want to test. What if most of the people got measles from vaccine carriers? That wouldn't look very good. So that was never verified. But nonetheless, actually in one day, without any public hearings, the legislature, and this was done by just one vote over the number of votes needed, stripped away all religious exemptions for New York residents, effective June 13, 2019 effectively kicking hundreds or thousands of students out of New York schools. Thank you, Governor Cuomo. Not. Does this game plan sound familiar? Fear-mongering. Oh my gosh, this deadly measles. Well, actually, people my age had measles and we don't we're um, have immunity for life, unlike nowadays when the immunity wears off. And it is more dangerous when you get it when you're older. What happened in Washington State? There was an outbreak of some 87 cases. And then there was a beginning also. Some of the uh, rights were stripped away. Now the for the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine, effective July 28, 2019, Washington State residents can no longer claim a personal exemption. And don't think it's going to stop there. I'm quite sure that will continue. So we can see from these examples that there's fear-mongering, scare tactics with inaccurate data, as I showed in the CDC brochure, using um, figures that are saying one in a thousand people die. Well, how did they come up with that figure that's wrong? on this brochure. Well, they're saying one out of a thousand reported cases, but actually the rate that's widely recognized in, in the field, medical field, is that it's the rate of infection of deaths is actually one in 10,000. Well, that's a big difference between one people, one in 10,000, one in a thousand. Isn't that? Yes, indeed, that's a 10 times difference. So actually, from the figures CDC gives, is a 10 to a 30 times difference. What's happening right now with the COVID-19 scare? Oh my gosh, there's a thousand people died suddenly in Italy. There's thousands of people in New York. Well, first of all, we have no idea of the age of the people who died in New York. We have no idea of the pre-existing conditions. So you could just, well, X that out. And of course, X out anything from communist China. So basically, we're seeing, you know, not an excessive amount of mortality, meaning more than, say, during the flu season. And instead of being overrun, in fact, hospitals are empty in many, many areas, in our areas, in fact, in practically all areas. And I still haven't seen any pictures of that big place in Jacob Javits Center filled up with people. So there's a great exaggeration of the death rate, exactly the same game plan as for the measles vaccine. And by the way, the measles vaccine, the scientists in the 
early 60s decided they would eliminate measles. First of all, measles obviously isn't eliminated just because they could do it, not because it was a terrible childhood vaccine that was causing you know, so many people to die. In fact, historically, there are around about 400 deaths a year before the vaccine was um, introduced. But what I just say right now, if you take a mid-range of deaths from the VAERS database, we can't definitively say if every single death was caused by vaccine, but anyway, that would be about 700 deaths. And, but much more seriously, or even more importantly, something like 15,000 serious adverse reactions. And yes, vaccines, MMR vaccine, that's measles, mumps, and rubella, can cause autism. No, I'm not loony. That's what Julie Gerberding, then head of CDC, said it can cause conditions that are very much like autism, which is a bunch of bullcrap. Basically, it caused autism in this young lady that was Hannah Poling. So, but there's 60-some studies that show that there are, you know, links between the vaccine and susceptibilities in certain people. Or how do you say, there's not causation, but correlation. So there's another usually really huge problem of, as I pointed out in the earlier episode, of Bill Gates deciding that we should have a vaccine for every person on earth, especially children. First of all, no vaccine has been proven for safety. So that's an absolute non-starter. Second of all, the vaccine, even if it didn't kill you as far as safety, which nobody knows, and very like many people do die from, from uh, the flu vaccine, as I mentioned before, um, there's uh, not effectiveness for that vaccine, i.e. it doesn't work. The flu vaccine doesn't work. It's very ineffective, even if you think it's effective at all. And we take away the unknown mortality or the fact that the huge study in 2005 showed that there was no reduction in mortality of those over 65. And in fact, the more people they took the flu vaccine as the years went on, the mortality actually increased. So there was actually strong um, evidence that it actually killed more people than it helped. But at the minimum, it did not reduce mortality. I'd like to finally consider what are we up against about this stripping away of freedoms. We can see this game plan is exactly the same. Exaggerated fear-mongering plus megalomaniacs like Bill Gates playing God. Oh, we want to eliminate measles because we can, even though it wasn't a serious issue. And I should point out, too, that like, some of those children, like at Disneyland, who got measles, were couldn't get the measles vaccine because they were under one year old. But if their mothers had had, um, how do you say, measles already, they very likely would have not gotten measles. They would have had immunity. Let's look at this article. Where there's an interview of the Clark County uh, health executive. Here's what he says. The question from the interviewer is, could I ask you to just speak for a moment to parents in the United States who have not vaccinated their children? What is your message to them? One message is that this disease is horrible. 
We need to protect our children. And regardless of what you hear on some of the social media sites, the vaccine is safe, effective, and in, it's inexpensive. Liar, liar. Oh, sorry. Let's move along. Besides, thinking of the safety of yourself and your children, we need to think about protecting those around us who might not be able to get the vaccines, like infants who are too young or people with severe immunosuppression. Immunize your children not just to protect them, but to protect anyone they might come in contact with. So we see here the exact same arguments. Oh, we have everyone has to stay indoors. We don't want any elderly instead of just the elderly being more careful. It's a false argument. To sacrifice the well-being, the many for the few. Also, it's not even an argument at all because <laughs> these these um vaccines aren't even proven to be safe. So of course it's just a bunch of BS. So we've heard these these kind of arguments so many times. No, uh, we're not going to give up all our God-given freedoms so you can make a lot of money off of ineffective and, in fact, vaccines that actually kill more people than they help. And then you're claiming that we're supposed to feel bad because we didn't protect the immunosuppressed who we don't give a crap about and other people we don't give a crap about either. This is complete BS. So I just like to, you know, as we wind this down for this evening, you know, this, this segment on, you know, learning the from measles fear mongering is that we shouldn't fall into fear mongering over the COVID nineteen either, the exaggerated death rates, not just exaggerated, just liar liar, you know, calling any death as one from COVID nineteen when there's actually almost hardly any people who died just from that, you know, who didn't have pre-existing conditions. What's the real deaths? One-sixth, you know, one-tenth of what they're saying? I mean, why don't they clean up those definitions? Well, obviously they don't want to. It's fear-mongering or even just counting people on suspected of dying from COVID-19. Changing definitions, making it a reportable disease. When before, if people died of the flu, or pneumonia, it's generally like nobody knew exactly what strain of uh, virus they had. So if they, they didn't come out with this test, nobody would even know anything was going on. So I'm going on record saying that when all the dust settles. And the dust needs to settle really soon. So Mr. President, open the country now. President Trump, Governor Justice, open our state now. Stop taking away people's freedoms and even killing more people. How many people were going to die because they couldn't get medicine, because they couldn't get food, because they were depressed, because their kids were running around without supervision or any one of a thousand different things? This is lunacy and it's evil. It's an evil agenda. It's wrong. So I hope we've learned lessons from the measles fear mongering. I'm glad you could join us this evening. Do join us tomorrow evening. Do be blessed until then. Thank you again for joining us. I am Richard Urban. Reporting to you from historic Harper's Ferry. Be blessed and good night.